Ask the Podcast Coach for April 14th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday morning. It's 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from theschoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. I guess I'm pipping my kid's school out this morning, uh, Bellevue East Chieftains, so nothing to advertise. A little bit of a cold, so I'm struggling with the, you know, the whole vocal cord, cords this morning. I, you, I may have to mute to cough. So. We're going to... We're going to be up against that here in Ohio because it was literally, it was beautiful yesterday. We actually hit 70 for the first time. And I think on Monday, it's supposed to snow. We're sending it your way. We have it right now. Yeah. So it, it, it was, it was so beautiful yesterday, but then as the day progressed, it got worse. Yeah. They were talking snow at some point today. I don't think we're going to get it, but it's funny when the weather changed. I'm not sure if it's that or they're, they were burning something in Kansas. You know, I'm in Nebraska. Okay. And so it was really hazy here over the Ooh. last couple of days. And yeah, I didn't know they did that. But anyways, I went out and worked out outside because it was beautiful, but I think I might've picked up some, uh, Ah, something related to it. So a little deeper voice. I got the deep guy voice going on this morning. <laughs> hey, if, if you have a question and you want to jump on in, it's super simple. Go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join while you're listening live. If you're, if you're listening to this later, well, then we're not live anymore, but we are here every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Or if you want, you can do what Kyle did, which is just send us a question. So we will play that now. Hello. Dave and Jim, uh, I'm dropping you a voicemail here on SpeakPipe. I just usually don't have time to uh, catch the uh, live show on Saturday mornings, uh, but I appreciate your uh, listening to you guys um, on Ask the Podcast Coach. And I just kind of had a question to kind of, uh, maybe this is a big picture thing about podcasting in general, but my example is that we have in my school district, we have the superintendent does a podcast and we're 20 seven episodes in and we're averaging about 105 listens uh, per episode. Um, so that's, I think we should have more than that. It's only 105. But to contrast that, recently a teacher put out a YouTube video that he started basically, I mean, basically doing a vlog um, and just making some YouTube videos for an individual school. Um, and he is only, and he got like 600 views on YouTube. And then the superintendent also just put out a video on YouTube and she got about 900 views on that video. I guess I'm almost just wondering like, what is the point of even doing this podcasting thing? If YouTube is just getting astronomically more views and listens than what we're getting on podcasting. So um, yeah, maybe that's uh, some food for thought there on YouTube versus podcasting. So Jim, I thought I would let you take the first swing at this. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure I know where you stand on this. Well, I mean, I think you got to be everywhere, right? And and the the YouTube, the power of YouTube, I think, isn't getting less; it's getting more. And now with YouTube TV coming on, uh, Mike Weger, the co-host of uh, uh, Home Gadget Geeks, with me, he just said he bought the YouTube TV for forty bucks a month. He's it's so good. He's going to hold his cable. He's got two more months before he can cancel his cable. He's going to do both because the wife acceptance factor. We talk about that a lot in uh, in the tech space is so high. Like Hannah cannot. She's like, this is so great. Well, so 
YouTube is really getting their act together. We mentioned this last week. Their RSS, not, I'm sorry, the, let me back that up. Their subscription service on YouTube is really good. The notifications bell on YouTube is really good. It's all working, right? And so I just think YouTube is another place. I don't, I don't think in this case you stop doing RSS because for those of us who like to download and listen to on a plane where I can't stream it uh, or on a car or whatever, I still need that. And yeah, podcasting mm, here, big, this, this, this could be controversial. I actually think YouTube's a better distribution model than RSS is right now in for numbers, just for sheer numbers. But, um, I think you still have to do both. So it, it, you, you find a way to get it on YouTube because that's where people are right now. Yeah. I, uh, I sat here and did numbers. We, he said the one person got 600 views and he got basically, I think he said 105 on his podcast. Well, that's 700 views that 105 is 15%. So you're going to like just blow off 15% of your audience because, you know, and, and some people, you know, some people want to listen. Some people want to watch. Some people want to do both. And if it's not killing the budget, you know, you could actually do it on YouTube. If you're doing a, you know, if, if the superintendent is just talking into a, a camera that, and just pull the audio, throw it on your favorite media host and go to town. I'm like, takes what 15 minutes at that point if you're not going to do any editing so um, on on our gallup podcasts we get uh probably three thousand audio downloads through our rss feed and we only get you know maybe a thousand views on the videos on youtube so it's a little bit different they're not as popular there as they are now we have spent the last four years training everybody to use the rss feed right Right. So we've been, tra- you know, training people, get it on your phone, in a car, in a train, on a plane, those kinds of things. So some of it is where is your audience too, in in so, and and how are you going to title it? Like YouTube titling is super important. That you're it's it's making those connections and it's showing up in people's feeds. And I really do. Here's a maybe. Here's a second question we can answer later. If you turn your monetiza- monetization off, do you hurt yourself? Um, mm. I, I you know I, I have, but we, maybe we can come back to that. So. I think um, I think you got to throw it out there, and I, I don't think you necessarily. We talked about this two weeks ago. If you just have audio, I think it's okay to throw it out there with some slides. But if you can get audio and video, it's so much better. And I think people, more people, will watch it out there. Yeah, it's more fun to watch, I would think, than just a, a slide or whatever. Well, but, you can do some creative things with slides. Yeah, you know, you well, could. I've, yeah, I've seen a lot of like, and I'm always amazed that it's still there, but uh, like music videos where people will take somebody's song that you don't have copyright to and they'll make their own video. And sometimes it's like, it's really, or, or especially these lyric videos with pictures and stuff. And I'm like, it's enough to hold my attention. Cause usually whatever slide is up is there for maybe three seconds because they're trying to have pictures that show what's going on with the words. And it's enough to where I, I usually found it because I'm looking for the song but now as I'm listening, I'm actually also watching whatever they did. And then that's half the other part is it's me just going, Hey, somebody, um, somebody that isn't the band, this is their interpretation of what the lyrics mean. And I'm always like, Hmm, okay. But yeah, I, I know. And the other thing he said, that I thought was interesting. We have 105 listens. I think it should be more. And my answer to that is why, why do you think you need more listens? And I said, it sounds kind of funny, but it's like, are you, are you sure you're hitting the nail on the head? Are you sure you're, you know, or is it just because, well, this other person, and that's, 
I get why people do that. It's impossible not to to compare yourself to others. But when you say, well, somebody else is doing a similar show and they're getting 500 downloads and I'm getting 100, I'm like, okay, when did they start? How do they promote? You know, that whole nine yards. It's, it's, uh, but I thought that was an interesting thing. We were getting 105 and <laughs> I don't disagree with them actually with a superintendent, you know, yeah. okay, let's think about a, a typical school district. We're probably talking thousands of parents where you're getting to hear the superintendent of your district, like personally talk to you every yeah. week. Yes. So I don't, and I haven't listened to it. Um, I'm sure it's great content. Um, it's probably not a content problem. It's probably a awareness problem. And then you're right. talking about parents who have kids in school and uh, that it, um, you know, the, 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 they're busy. Like yeah. it's, they're, they're not, they may or may not have time. I mean, think about it's, it's really hard to get people converted over. If it's, if it's information that stays good and stays consistent and helps them out, then once they join, they'll keep listening. I've been, I've subscribed to a couple vlogs on YouTube over the last couple months that are really interesting to me. Man, I don't miss them. When those alerts pop out, I'm, I'm watching them in real time. I want to see what they're doing. So you gotta, you gotta slowly make it a part of people's schedule, right? It's gotta be, yeah. Hey, I'm going to listen to this on the way home from work on Thursday. All right. That's why, that's why I think being consistent in the way when, when you post your podcast is so important because you, you become a part of somebody's schedule. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I would be interested to see if they're sending that out to an email, you know, are they saying, Hey, so here's a new podcast or even if it's just the, the local school. Yeah. I, I would be interested to see if they're at least, let's say it's just a, a, a podcast for this local elementary school. If they're at least emailing the parents of that, but you, you have a good point. A, is anybody going to listen to that? Do those parents know what a podcast is? Is it, you know, are they at least giving a, a click to the website where people could listen if they don't know how to subscribe? You know, there's a lot of stuff there. Ross in the uh, chat room, but he says, uh, do you think it's a mistake to put a brief daily podcast on YouTube since the material isn't necessarily evergreen or could I title it based on the most evergreen topic because most of the podcasts have something that isn't time limited? I don't know. Um, good question. It's who's your audience and will they listen to it? I um, subscribe to a couple of vlogs that are nearly daily. So, you know, they're probably four out of seven days. Maybe every other day is a better way to say that. I go back. I mean, I just, I wait for the notification bell to hit me every day on the treadmill. This has become my kind of my pattern. Every day on the treadmill, I find, okay, what are, what are the latest videos from the people I follow? And I hit the video and put it up on the treadmill. And that's what I watch that day, right? And that's my pattern. Um, that's that when, when I'm in the fitness center, that's how that works. So Ross, if it's daily and you can get a bunch of people trained to use it as part of their, while they're working out or on their walk or in their car, right. Or whatever. Um, and then I, I think they'll just follow it that way. It gets to be a lot of videos after a while. And what do you do? You know, if you do daily and you got 350 videos out on YouTube, is that how manageable is that? So I don't know. It's a great question. Yeah. I mean, cause if it says, Hey, you know, you go back and it's like, Hey, whatever Yahoo canceled their podcast directory. Well, okay. That's from like 2007, you know, is that any value? And that's where you kind of have to go, well, kids, come on, it's a news show. What do you expect it to be? So do you then go in and delete things that aren't relevant anymore? Or yeah, that's a toughie. Um, cause that's the bottom line is, is it any value? Hmm. Or the good news is it's pretty easy to go into your your creator studio and just highlight a bunch and go 
See you. Bye. Yeah. Deleted. Yeah. If you think they're not, if they're not worth it, um, you know, I've gone back and watched some videos from years ago from some of my content creators that I like to watch. And, you know, I don't know. I think I'd leave it. I don't think I'd take them down. Yeah. And, and as always, throw it up and see what happens. Yeah, get some feedback. You know, I was, uh, I had a lot of people this week trying to put things on SoundCloud when they ran out of room. And because they only give you three hours, I actually dug into that. They give you three hours of free space. And so I would always say, here's what you can do go over and look at see at what kind of plays you're getting on YouTube, um, YouTube, SoundCloud, and decide whether or not it's worth the 15 bucks. And most people go, I'm not getting any plays on SoundCloud. And I'm like, well, is that worth $15? And they go, no. And I'm like, well, then don't upgrade and just don't worry about it. And they're like, but there's this, again, there's this thing where we just had a thing about this on uh, the podcasters roundtable of people doing things because that's the way people always did them. And uh, SoundCloud is one, I don't want to bash them, but it's if, again, if you go over and you see you're getting 60 plays on SoundCloud because Apparently your audience is all about the SoundCloud app. By all means, if that's worth 15 bucks, do it. But you don't know unless you put it out there and, and see what happens, I guess. Let's see. Uh, Chris Nessie says, if, what is that? Relevant? Well, yeah, let me, let me tell you. So on okay. Thursday, Chris Nessie joined me on Home Gadget Geeks. Nice. He talked about EdTech. And Chris had some really good, he had three really good um, apps that they're using an ed tech today that could break out and be used in other places. And one of the conversations we had, um, we had this uh, uh, um, product called Flipgrid. Just go to flipgrid.com if you want to look at it. It was just a way of kind of collaborating, a, a, a bunch of students collaborating on a project. He could throw out an idea or a concept or a lesson, and they could all collaborate in real time via video or whatever on this. On this. And I said, you know, what if we flip that to the podcasting side? And what if we allowed our audience live to collaborate on our show notes, to add things to it, videos, comments, links, whatever. And so we, we birthed this idea. What if I open? what if I took my Google doc, which normally uh, is between you and me, Dave, in a show like this, we might have a collaborative Google doc that has show notes in it. What if we opened up that, sh- the, that Google doc to the audience and said, Hey, everybody's welcome to jump in here and add their two cents in the show notes. And what if we move the chat room into the chat feature in, in Google Docs? Because there's a chat. You can also kind of open up a chat room. And that way, the chat and the show notes are together. And you get these, this idea of collaborative show notes, which I thought was pretty cool. So we talked through it. And then Chris said, hey, well, maybe we could talk about it on Saturday morning as an option. Like, since this is a bunch of podcasters that are listening to us right now, would you allow your audience to come in and collaborate with you live or even after the fact on some show notes about the show, allow them to to see the show notes as well as contribute to them, whether it be links or information or videos or audio or memes, even the, the memes part was funny because Emily was in the chat room in my show and then of course she immediately made a meme for me which was pretty awesome so i don't know dave what do you think it, what if we had a google doc right now where people listening could contribute as we're talking i think as long as there's a cutoff point like okay we're going to take all this input at 12 30 the show notes are closed and at that point i can go in or you can go in or whoever's the show note um police go in and take the best of that. And it might be all of it, 
and put it at, you know, on your website as the main show notes. The thing that worries me is there's always a chance you're going to have that one person. Uh, and I, and for me, I'm about done with Voxer. I love Voxer. I know Chris Nessie is just screaming at his screen. What? Cause some people, I, and here's why I hate it. If I'm in a group and somebody sends a message to the group, like let's say Jim, you're in Voxer, you're, we're in a group of podcasters and you send a message to the group in my alert, it says Jim Collison sent you a message. And no, he didn't. He sent it to the group. So I'm constantly going, oh, then I'll see where you know, Chris Nessie sent me a message or whoever. And I'm like, oh, and I'll go out and it's just this blah, blah, blah message. And there's there's just one group I'm in that there's a lot of blah, blah, blah. And there's actually starting to be a lot of self-promotion. And it's I need to go in and check my settings to see in this group, because I'm in a group on Voxer, don't send me notifications because it's just in the, <laughs> do you remember the old Saturday Night Live skit? If it's not Scottish, it's crap. Um, it's like if it's from that group, it's probably crap. And I'm, it's I'm probably not gonna I'm, be good. Yeah. So but I don't know. So back to the to back to the collaborative show notes. So okay. Yeah. Let's just say, like in this group of, and I know, I mean, we have a great list yeah. of people out there in the chat room. I, I don't think we'd have that guy or that gal, so to speak. So let's just say, chat room, those of you who are out there listening live. Would you contribute? And I'm not talking about the audience writing the show notes for you. I'm talking about we get all this good collective information, like Ross said, mm-hmm. what the difference between a chief and a chieftain, right? He looked it up. He could copy and paste that into the show notes. That would add value, right, on the end. That might be something that would show up. And, and I think you're right, Dave. I would copy and paste them into my into my WordPress show notes and I would clean them up some, right? They probably wouldn't be the cleanest thing in the world. Not dirty, but I mean, they just wouldn't be clean. And, um, you know, and I'm not, again, I'm not talking about the audience writing the show notes for you, but collaboration to when you have something to say, because today that lands in chat wing and it goes nowhere, you know, it goes nowhere. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't get used for anything. We have a lot of great information in the chat room. Um, you could go through the chat room, copy and paste it and bring that into your show notes as well. But that's a lot of cleanup. So it seems to be a kind of a nice balance between trying to copy and paste the chat room and not letting the, you know, not having a place for the audience to go. I don't know. I may try it on home gadget geeks. We get maybe 15 and I doubt we would get that many people contributing, but I don't know, th- thought I'd throw it out there. The, the interesting part would be, because if we want to try that here and let's say we just set up a Google doc. Um, now how does a person know, do I throw this in the chat room? You would have to start with that or on the website below the video window or, you yeah. know, I take, I think it would take a while to train your audience yeah. to be like, okay, come look for this link. So you can join the, the live, you know, the live, uh, I don't know what you would, I don't even know what you'd call it. Live show notes, I guess. Yeah. So, and, and Craig says sometimes in the chat room, they actually do. They're talking about things that we're not. No, right on. And that, I, that, I think that reinforces my point. That is, if you have these dedicated, like, hey, this is what I'm going to use for show notes. And if you want to contribute to those, if you've got something to say that you think will contribute to those, it, it could be considered if it's put here. Where it's different, well, I know you can put video and stuff. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Chris says, I need to define that person. We all know who that person yeah, you, is. It's one of those things, you know it when you see it. Because there's one thing where it's like, hey, I think this episode might be beneficial to this group. 
And then you notice like the next week, I think this episode also would be beneficial to this group. And then when they put why you're like, but that doesn't really pertain to what this group is about. And it's like, and it's, it's one of those things where you just start to notice the name. You're like, oh, this is Mr. So-and-so again. And that looks and smells a lot like self-promotion. You're like, all right, well, whatever, you know. And then the next week and then the next day, and you're like, hmm, that's that same person again that seems to be doing a lot of self-promotion that really doesn't have anything to do with what we talk about here in this particular group. And that's when I'm like, yeah. And that's like I just said, the, the thing that bugs me is you can send a message to the group and it looks at it. In my phone, it looks like you sent me a message and it's not. You sent a message to everybody. And in some cases, it's especially if it's like I go I and Voxer on, in my opinion, on the uh, on the desktop is fairly horrendous on the phone. It's not bad, but on on in terms of playing things back at a faster speed or whatever. And so I'll see where, you know, so and so sent you a message and you go out and it's literally just a gif of a thumb. And I'm like, wait a minute. So all they did was they said thumbs up to somebody who said something else. And I'm like, really? That's the thing that I stopped, you know, doing this and that I've disrupted my day because I thought this is important. And I went out and it's a thumbs up and I'm like, okay, that's, I've, I've got to go in and check my notification settings on that. So, but some, uh, good, some good chat going on in the chat room about that guy, by the way. Yeah. And uh, Randy suggests maybe only giving access to those that you know, or trust make people earn the right that I, I do think there is valid. That's a valid idea in, in the sense that you're creating a circle, you know, kind of a, a trust circle of those people, you know, and maybe they get, you know, you yeah. in, in Google, you create a hierarchy, like everybody can, and, and maybe people apply to it. That's a, that's a lot of overhead <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you, to have to handle that. Um, well, no, Chris, I go ahead. Well, I, I see where SP says he he still has the Voxer app, but he left all the Voxer groups, and that's why. Yeah. Because it just takes one person to ruin a group. It really does. It's just one person, and in some cases, it, it's one person that I was like, ugh. Can so, you mute? Can couldn't you mute the group? So you, I think you that's what you're alluding to is you need to check your notifications. Yeah, I need to, to go say, and see because this is probably a group I only need to check once a day. Um, yeah, you know, we're you and I are in a Slack group together that. Um, has moments where it's super busy and then it'll go dark yeah. for two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, but that's, I, that's a great example of people we trust. Like a lot of times somebody right. will say, should we bring so-and-so into the group? And most of the time nobody says, no, it's usually, yeah, why not? But that is one where we all kind of, there's no self-promotion in that group. It's all about the industry and what's going on and, and that whole nine yards. So that's a, a great example of a group where it's, it's trusted individuals and, it's always interesting because there, there's a lot of competition in there. Like it's, you have blueberry people in there with Libsyn people with, you know, Spreaker people. And it's like, so we, we kind of, we, we, we share things about the industry, but we also know that anything we say yeah, can be used. Against us. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hey, you know, what would be, maybe this is an area when we think about these shared show notes, maybe this is an area right for disruption among these podcast companies is that wouldn't it be great to have a service that would, uh, be running like they have Google Docs and we're using Google Hangouts. So Google could do this. You and I are talking. There's timestamps associated with th this video. In the doc, you could have the chat room that also has timestamps associated with it. So you could tie those two together, what we're talking about, about what was being said, and then the, the show notes would go in there. I think there could be some cool things that Google could do now even with the transcription service and some of those pieces to kind of wrap this all into one 
kind of video conferencing slash podcasting app that would uh, that could work pretty well. Something because you know I, I get asked all the time. I not as much as I used to, but when we first started using Chat Wing, I got asked by my customers, "Is there a copy of the chat transcript?" And I'm like, "Not, no, we're not. I'm not doing that." Um, but if you if you captured that chat inside a Google Doc, would had show notes in it, you'd have two and one, and that would be captured. So I don't know. Just some, just some more ideas that, that that may be really cool. Just adding the timestamps to the video to it, so people could find that section. And get Hanny's doing that right with simple podcast player, right? Where you can he he's got the timestamps, yeah, uh, uh, in the show notes, where you can go back to it in the audio. So something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's half the battle of this particular show's the that's the podcast coach. I try to put in timestamps, and that just means I have to re-listen to the show and figure out. When did we, cause there are times when I think we changed the subject, but we didn't. Well, we're talking about two topics in one right now, right? I'm trying to stay, keep us on the show notes thing and you keep trying to take it to Voxer, <laughs> right? You're doing we, a very good job, by the way. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, but we are literally covering two topics in one and yeah. then every once in a while we'll get, you know, you and I will get distracted by the chat room and bring in a third yeah. topic, you know, that's not even on topic. So yeah. it makes it difficult. But the, in terms of live show notes, SP says the the YouTube live video chat now has re, the reply option where you can see the chat in real time. Uh, that I've seen that on Facebook, I think too as well. If you watch a video on Facebook, you'll see the chat live, which would be uh, yeah, showing up live. If you're doing it in the replay, it'll do it as if it's yeah, because it looks yeah. live, and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't. There's no little red live button. Why why is the chat coming in? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and Chris has a great point. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. It creates a giant mess and you go, well, that didn't work. I, I ran out of time. There's a guy, uh, I can't remember the name. There's a, I think probably not. First of all, next week there will not be a show. I will be in Nashville unless you want to bring it now. Okay. So we'll take a week off and I'll be back then the 28th. Um, but there's a, a probably with a new platform. Um, just because this guy set us up and he's like, you're a digital influencer, please use our platform. And I go, like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And he keeps bugging me because I, I need to watch a video. It, it looks pretty cool for pulling people in. It doesn't really, I don't really see it would do anything a whole lot different than what we're doing here. But I was like, eh, we'll kick the tires on it. You know, uh, we'll see. But uh, so I, I need to remind everybody that we're not going to have a show next week. I'll be down at pod. Well, actually on the 21st, I'll be at, I always forget the name of this thing. It's Nashville create something of that nature. I'll be at Podfecta on uh, the 19th or I'm sorry, on the 20th. I'll be at in Cincinnati on the 18th uh, at Cincinnati podcasters meetup uh, Podfecta on the 20th. And I do not have it on my website. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, craft content. Nashville is on the 21st. So that's where I will be. And then I'll be driving home on uh, Sunday, preferably missing all the deer. Uh, that is the plan. It's, it's been crazy. I was driving back from Maryville last weekend and deer were everywhere. It's that, it's that time of year, right? They're coming out. So it's, um, no, that actually worked out well. Cause I have something going on next weekend. So very cool. Good, good we, stuff. Guys, take a, t- sorry, take a Saturday off. Go, go watch random YouTube videos about podcasting. <laughs> uh, or, uh, we do have another, uh, Kyle has been on fire. Uh, leaving us uh, some feedback. So last week we were talking about different ways to to interact with your audience, and uh, Kyle had this uh, comment because I didn't realize this. 
Hello, Dave. This is uh, Kyle, and I just wanted to leave you some feedback about the uh, most recent episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. Um, There was a discussion about how to leave audio feedback, and um, obviously I'm doing that right now on SpeakPipe, and I found that I went to the I went to the, your website and clicked on your SpeakPipe icon and it just opened a new tab in my Chrome browser on my Android phone and it is allowing me to uh, record directly uh, into this. Uh, so yeah, on Android there's no app installed or anything like that. It's just letting me do it right out from mobile. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, two other options that I was going to uh, just drop as far as ways that people could leave um, feedback. Um, these are things that we use in the education space. So one of them is called Flipgrid and that is video only. And that one, um, does require that the user, um, install the app. Um, as far, as far as I remember, I believe that is the case. So with Flipgrid, um, they'd have to install the app. And then the other one is called Padlet. And that one allows feedback in a variety of ways, including pictures, text, uh, videos and audio and, uh, and others as well. So, um, Padlet, um, is available. We use that in the education space as well, and it can uh, allow um, multiple ways of getting feedback to your listeners. So um, those would both be options that you could post in an embed on a website and allow your users to uh, leave feedback. Thanks. There you go. So thank you, Kyle. It's like I paid Kyle. We just covered both of those on Home Gadget Geeks with Chris Nessie on uh, on Thursday. So Flipgrid and and Padlet, both of them we we talked about. Funny. And I'm trying to find Chris had asked me. What is the name of the platform? If I pull up my Todoist, because that's it's on my list of like learn webinar platform, and that takes me to oh, I love Todoist. It jumps me right to that. Steve Gottlieb, and the name of the Shindig is the name of the. If you go to Shindig Events, I believe is their website. It looks pretty cool. Um, and he was really nice and contacted me and like, would you like to use this? And yeah, shindig events.com. You spell that for us who uh, are S- spelling challenge. S H I N. Uh, so shin dig D I G events.com. And I will throw this in the chat room as soon as I figure out how to get back to, uh, here we go. Um, so it looks kind of cool. It's, it's supposed to be for like, it's more of a webinar kind of thing. And I was like, does it stream live and can people join? And the thing that's interesting and this is, if you, I mentioned this like months ago, this guy's been very patient with me. If like right now, if SP and, and Chris Nessie want to have like their own, like, let's get on live together and talk about this. Like maybe Emily's like, Hey, I just made some kick butt French toast and, and SP Sounds wants good. to know what the recipe is. I know now I'm getting hungry. I know um, I they some. could actually have live video chat or uh, somehow your audience can like completely connect behind the scenes. And I told him, I said, I'm not sure I like that idea. I said, they're supposed to be, I said, I want them to interact. I said, and there's a chat room and all sorts of stuff. And I said, I should be, uh, I said, but yeah, I'll kick the tires on it. Why not? We'll see what, uh, what happens on that. But, uh, so I like on their front page, their Gartner's 2017 cool vendor. I didn't realize Gartner had a cool vendor category <laughs> out there. Gartner does a lot of stuff. That's just a new one to me. Cool vendor. These guys are cool vendors. The, I know they've been around a while. I think we were going to try them once like two years ago. And there was something where we couldn't pull enough people in or something was going on. And I just, it's always one of those things that like on Thursday, I'll be like, oh, I need to go learn Shindig. 
And then Friday rolls around and I'm like, oh, I, I really need to go learn Shindig. And then Saturday I wake up and go, yeah, we're still using YouTube this week. That's pretty much how that, that rolls. Well, uh, in the, in the video, in the, uh, on the front page, they've got a, a picture of, you know, two people maybe running the video. And then, um, they've got a bunch of pictures of other people in there that are participating. And I'm still finding people are really hesitant to turn their cameras on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's even when we're like at Gallup, when we're just doing calls, we have Skype, we have video. It always defaults. I never see anybody doing calls with video. It's always audio and the pictures are just there. And yeah. People are super hesitant um, to, uh, to get that, to get that done. So I don't know if we're completely there yet for those kinds of, that's why I like this style where we're comfortable. People can come in if we want them to, and they yeah. can be on video, but everybody else can participate just however they want. Yeah. Speaking of that, if you just joined us and you want to come in and ask a question live, it's ask the podcast coach.com slash join. Chris Nessie says, check out stage 10.tv. Fascinating. He says, fascinating. I haven't heard of that one. That's a new one. I know there's BeLive.tv. I heard Mike, uh, Mike Murphy was talking about that. There's Facebook live. There's, um, the thing cam, uh, you know how there's Ecamm, there's Ecamm live now, I guess is really cool. That sounds interesting. I, I was listening to Mike Murphy unplugged or whatever he calls his podcast. I think it's Mike Murphy unplugged. Yeah. Mike Murphy unplugged. And he was saying how he's launched the new show that's live kind of a Q and a show. And he I said that live with Mike Murphy or something. Yeah. Like that. Something yeah. super creative. And, uh, he, uh, he was saying that with Ecamm, you can pull in like five people. And I went, wait, hold on. Now, now you've got my attention. I'm like, if that, that could be, cause I remember I played with that or watched the demo of it and it looked pretty cool. And of course, Ecamm, if you're like, where have I heard that before? That's the people that make the Ecamm call recorder for Skype on, uh, on the Mac side. So ask Mike Murphy. Yes. And, um, so, um, so that's, uh, you know, as more and more of this video, that video stuff starts to take off. I'm yeah, sure more. just for the kids, Dave, <laughs> just for the kids. Chris, when I was interviewing Chris, uh, on Thursday, he said his kids have no problem going to video. And I think maybe that's what it's going to take to break it Yeah, is I think most of the adults today are like, yeah, we're still kind of creeped out by it, but the kids are all, this is how they're learning and yeah. they watch YouTube all the time and they go live all the time. And like, Somebody was saying, I think it was Chris that was saying, you know, they, they have, you know, the, the, their nephew or whatever, who like they want to be, when they're talking to somebody, they expect to see them on the phone. You know, so they were, somebody was holding the phone up to their ear and the kid was pulling the phone down to see who it was. And so they kind of expect to see a face, like FaceTime has mm-hmm. become the default for, for Interesting. kids in a lot of ways, right? Um, hey, this stage 10, uh, it's free for the first 10,000 people. So if you have 10,000 subs or followers, there we go. Uh, that's not a bad, I mean, usually those thresholds are like free for the first 10 people, right? You know, you're like, Oh, that's going to work for like a day, you know? Um, uh, but, but, uh, free for the first 10,000. So that, that may be, um, we're yeah, checking out either way. Yeah. I, I tell you what, changing platforms like now at Gallup, if I changed platforms, uh, Suicide. Oh my, oh my <laughs> God. People just revolt. And not that chat wing is easy and not that getting on the YouTube video is always easy. And you know, not those things are easy, right. but they know how to do it. Right. That's they it. All, you got to retrain your audience. Yeah. They know the clicks and the buttons mm-hmm. and that they have to tap on their head and rub their tummy at the same time. To get it done, <laughs> right. They know how to do that. So, Hey, do we have some awesome uh, supporters that uh, we do? Um, I was trying to find a way to, 
to do a transition, but that will work. There you go. I was going to say like, you know, who's not afraid to be on video. Um, <laughs> people like Greg at debtshepherd.com, uh, Jonathan Bloom at weeklyawesome.com. Glenn, the geek we know is not afraid of video. Uh, he is going in for surgery. I'm trying to remember for what it's like soldier. Like uh, what's the thing you get for your pitching arm? Well, uh, you have a HIPAA violation if you say what it is. Okay. So well, he's enjoy. He put it on Facebook. So it's like, <laughs> okay, then it's public. It's fine. Yeah. Some sort of uh, surgery. So good luck on that. Uh, Glenn, uh, yeah. Josh rivers over at podcasting experiments.com. Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com and Shane from spybrary.com. So thank you to all our awesome supporters for uh, chipping in and keeping the lights on. I keep saying I'm going to to throw that into other shows I have, but I have yet to do that. So do you have an ask the pod or do you have a school of podcasting or ask the podcast coach sticker? Have you I do have yet? a school of podcasting sticker. In yes. fact, I, that's on my list of to do. Somebody actually said, my kids love your show. Do you have any stickers? And I'm like, oh, send me your email address and I'll email them to you. And um, I don't have them in front of me, but I do have a... Those seem to be popular again. Yeah, I went over to... um, Oh, actually, it looks like... Oh, stop. (laughs) It looks like that. Oh, nice. So, um, courtesy of Sticker Mule. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash sticker mule, probably, or askthepodcastcoach.com slash sticker mule, because they do have an affiliate program. Do you remember how much they were? They were not cheap. Let me, uh, I, I will. Um, I think there's cheaper ways to do that, because yours is printed and then cut. Too, cut out, right? yeah. I, I went for they the Big Shot Smarty Pants version. And for the record, it's kind of a pain in the butt then, because they don't, like, they don't stack as, I mean, they stack, but right. they're kind of, once you open up the package, it's kind of hard to put a rubber band around it. And, and I think you should probably err on the side of bigger than smaller, but not too big. Right. Exactly. It's uh, kind of that maybe four inch. Those were, according to this, back in September 2nd, 2017, those are three and a half by one inch and including, they were $64, but because of something that I got, I got $10 off. I don't remember what that was. So there were $54 uh, with free shipping. So for how many, for a hundred. So you're looking at whatever, 50 cents a piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not too bad. Yeah. That's not too bad. I did, I did a version of stickers um, and they were kind of the cheap on a sheet kind of, you know, and, and I got them for maybe a nickel or a 15 cents each. They're really super cheap ones. But my buddy Dave McCabe over at Reset has done, he did the really nice kind of more vinyl-y feel to it. And it's kind of like, I think that's a nice, I I think that's nice. I stick them on the back of my, I'm on the back of my surface and I've got actually a big PC that I've been putting them on. So I think, I think those are, I think right now those are are catching back up on popularity. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Cause I know anytime I get one, I usually like throw it on the back of my, uh, as you saw the back of my iPad. Yep. Uh, things of that nature. They're just, it's one of those things. Cause you know, who knows? Somebody might see that I've had, I did have somebody once when I was um, doing something on a plane and my, my iPad was closed. And so they could see all my stickers. And so the guy next to me goes, so you're in a podcast, huh? <laughs> and I was like, as a matter of fact, I, and he pulled my string. I was like, Oh, and we're off. Tell you about my podcast. Yeah, I was like off to the races with that. 
so um yeah i think it's worth it you know to me i'm a big business card guy those are the cheapest but the fun thing is you can't unless you got some chewing gum you can't stick a business card on the back of an ipad and have it uh or t-shirts you have to have both yeah i think you have to have both i did make six dollars on t-shirts now i'm not sure how much of this because one of them was mine at uh, teespring i'm happy to say that this has not been washed twice and even though it could use a good ironing at this point um it seems to be holding up okay nice so and did i just say teespring oh shame on me t public i'm so sorry james oh, oh that's yeah their, that's their, they won't listen anyways they, <laughs> they're, they're not listening competition your vendors don't listen to your show unless you say something wrong yeah and then they definitely listen i uh would you here's a good question because i decided to do it although i don't agree with it and i politely said i don't agree with this but i'll do it anyway i had somebody because the logic weight loss podcast is a show i do that i'm i'm really kind of like it's one of my motivations of losing the weight is i really want to stop the podcast <laughs> Uh, I've just, I've been doing it for almost four years. I've about said all there is to say. And I got approached by a sponsor from some green tea. They're going to send me some green tea to drink. And you drink one in the morning and you drink one at night. And apparently it makes you poop a lot. So I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. And uh, this helps you then lose weight. And they're like, would you be interested in having a sponsor? And they're like, we would send you some stuff. And then you talk about it. And here's some bullet points. We would like a mid-roll. And I'm like, all right, well, here's, and they, do you have any, demographics so thank goodness many moons ago i went over to pod track and had a survey so i mean i get like probably close to two somewhere between 2000 and 2500 downloads that's one of the reasons why that show's still going um and i had i used the pod track analytics on that not the downloads although i used to many many moons ago but they have an audience survey so luckily i had you know a survey so here again I took out how many people answered the survey, which in this case was like 33 and just said, here's, you know, here's their education. Here's how much money may, how many are made. It's 80% female on that uh, particular show and sent them that. And then said, send them a screenshot of my lips and stats. Here's the downloads for the last month. And they said, great. We would love to give you, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this live or not, but I'm going to a $50 CPM. And I'm like, absolutely. And they go, we want to do one episode. And I went, okay, usually I would recommend at least a month to get your brand out there. I'm not sure one call to action in the middle of a show is going to be really getting you any kind of like return on investment. And they said, well, we want to start with one as a test. And I went, well, okay, I, you know, I'll do it. Would you do that? Or would you say no? Because in the end, I'm opening up the door to failure, probably. Yeah, I might say yes. I mean, it depends who it is. And and I, I don't, we we don't do, well, I say we don't do a lot of ads. And then I do a bunch of, of host read ads at the beginning and at the end. So I don't know. That's a good question. You know, do you, would you do it just for one? It may not be worth all the paperwork that you have to, you know, when you, when you join a new vendor, you oh, got to do that. Yeah. Uh, a 1090 no not 1099 but whatever all that paperwork you have to do to get you know to for, for that it may not be worth it just for 50 bucks but it might you know i and i in that case i'd almost rather take uh in kind value if, if that's possible instead of actual cash because that you know in swag or in something else it's a little easier to do accounting on that way as opposed to 50 bucks you got to you know, with, by the way, taxes this yeah, yeah. Tuesday, 
So I still haven't done mine. Me neither. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be done this weekend. I'm like, today, no, it's not. Today is the day. Yeah. So I don't know, Dave, I, for that little, I'd be like, and if you're just going to test it, it's like, send me something of $50 of value. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're it, sending it, me a bunch of tea, which will be good. Cause I've, I've never had green tea. I don't know. You know? Yeah. I'm, I might say even for one of those kinds of things where it's just going to be once is say, send me your product. Let me try it. We'll talk about it and do it. And then, then if you like it, if it gets some results, then we can talk about a paid relationship. Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah. I was just kind of like, really one? Like, but I, my guess is they're doing this on a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to find their audience. And I was like, okay, but we'll see. And they sent me a bunch of bullet points. And of course, it's always hilarious. They're like, you know, it's supposed to be a 30 second ad and they give you enough content for about a 10 minute show on its own. <laughs> yeah you got to highlight a few of those sections and it's hard to do a 30 second ad i mean it is you have to be tight and and know what you're doing and i mean just look at leo he does yeah. you know i'm sure they sell those as one minute spots but they're all four three four five minutes long <laughs> how long is leo's funny. show typically do you know two, well windows weekly that i listen to it's yeah. two hours yeah i mean it can be up to two hours yeah so like a four minute ad out of a two hour show is is not but i'm with you it's it's that's still that's going to get me hitting the fast forward button unless it's right and i do i just 30 30 30 they but they get 100 150 to 250 thousand downloads for that show every every week wow it's a it's a real popular show so he can you know he does it because he can like there's you know no one says he can't it's not he's not a radio show he's not up against the clock and if you don't like it don't listen to it yeah. You know, that's the beauty of all this. So, hey, I found a uh, a thing from about Voxer. Uh, did you listen to the latest episode of the feed by any chance? I do not listen to the feed. I, maybe I should. Oh, I yeah. Voxer. And this, I can't wait to hear how this turns out because Rob and Rob are friends. We know Rob and the folks over at, at Voxner. And uh, they basically scraped a bunch of directories and we're sending unsolicited email, shall we say uh, to people about signing up at Voxer. And one person emailed Lipson and said, Hey, take me off this list. Uh, And they sent it to Rob and they forwarded the email and it turns out it was Voxner or Voxer, whatever the heck uh, and um, or dynamo or whatever it was. And that's, that's Vox Nest. That's Vox Nest. Thank you. Spreaker, yeah, 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 I'm getting my Vox. Uh, yes. Thank you. Oh, my yes. goodness. Voxner. Yeah. yeah. And so um, so they said, please unsubscribe me. And they got the thing that said you have been unsubscribed from Libsyn 2 list. So Rob was like, oh, hold on a second, because now you're making it sound like we shared your information. And Rob went on a soapbox and said, we didn't share your information with anybody. They're scraping RSS feeds and that's not cool. And blah, blah, blah. And so the other thing I found out this week is I had uh, a Libsyn customer who was not happy because all of a sudden her stats went. And she's like, you know, I usually get X amount of downloads and all of a sudden I'm getting like a third of that. What's going on? So I go in, I look at her account. What does she have? A Voxner redirect. And I said, you might want to contact them. I said, because the way this works is if there's an ad, it's going to play the file on their server 
not your Libsyn file. And if it does play that, I don't think it then circles back around to say, hey, we played one over here, add that to your uh, your stats. And so she contacted them and she came back and said, that's exactly what's going on. And she said, so please remove my 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 thing. I don't want to do that anymore because she would now have to check stats in two different places. So I always wondered how that worked. I'm like, if you're playing a file that's not on Libsyn or whatever your media host is, how is that going to affect your stats? And I thought, because I understand that if it doesn't play, because it goes to goes to Voxner first, and if there's an ad, it plays it. Vox but if Nest. it Vox, Vox Nest. Yeah. man, I'm stuck on that Vox <laughs> Nest Dynamo. Let's call it Dynamo because uh, that's what that particular service yeah, is. That's that platform. Uh, and if there's no ad, it just goes on back to Libsyn and plays that file. But if it does play an ad from Dynamo, apparently it's not making it back to your media host to update your stats. So you're just going to have to check your stats in two different places. So now is that a bad thing? It's that's another one. It really depends on you, you know, and I'm just dying to see what they're paying per, per download. I know radio public, which is interesting. Uh, we were talking about this on the podcasters round table. They just have a flat CPM of 20. So, which is whatever, two dollars, two cents per download. Um, and that's where, but the interesting thing is what they want you to do is they're trying to get people to download the radio public app. So if you're using overcast or Stitcher or, you know, no, go over and listen over here so we can put ads in front of you. And I'm like, that is just a bad idea. Uh, so that will be interesting to, uh, to see how that works, but I'm tempted to, uh, cause I'm, I'm playing with a new platform. I, uh, you want to hear something sad. I have an actual physical copy. This is a diary. I did, of a band I was in. And I remember this being much more entertaining and it is once we get the band going, but the first, what would be season of this is me getting the band and entered in, in auditioning like five different drummers. Um, Cause I'm going to try another platform. And I was, te- I'm actually tempted to give them radio public, the RSS feed. So it can be on their platform just to see, you know, what kind of, you know, me, I love to play with stuff. But I was uh, I was somewhat bummed that I was. I remember everybody reading this and laughing it when I when I wrote it back in nineteen ninety five. I was like, oh my god, you're kidding! Because the whole time I'm like, why doesn't the band have a website? I'm like, because it's nineteen ninety five. Was like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I might play with uh, Radio Public just to see what kind of traction I'm getting over there. If if there are people over there that want to hear what it's like to start a country band. <laughs> But these the, the whole CPM thing is is just ugh, just not going to work for most people. You know, if YouTube could figure this out for audio, mm-hmm. they could and and get a decent player. It could be game over. Like all this other stuff, all these other companies that are doing this stuff, everybody fighting against each other, a lot of competition going on. You know, all those other kinds of things. But think about it for a second. Like if. Google would just decide, like, no, we're gonna we're gonna dominate this space. We're gonna provide free audio and video, and audio would be easy to add, right? Because it's it's even smaller than video, right? And say we're gonna become the default player and control all the ads. It could be game over for everybody else. Yeah, if if right? Google, if Google came in or Apple and decided they wanted to start a media host. I, I don't think Apple would. That's no. not their core competency. No, like that's it's not. they're not good at that. Google, I mean, if just apply the fundamentals of YouTube to audio, 
and make a player that works on both Android and iPhone that that does all the things a regular podcast player would do and like allow for downloads and streaming like i i think i'd yeah i don't know just like i think it'd be game over like everybody else would be like well this has been fun doing this but <laughs> yeah. that's over yeah i'll uh, be um yeah. i'll be interested to see and then pandora has said they're now working on the podcasting genome which is what they did for music where they go in and they have this whole algorithm where, you know, Hey, because you listen to this song and it has double bass and two guitars and somebody screaming like they're on fire, you might like this song. And they're going to try to do that with podcasting. And I'm like, Hmm, that, that could be sure very good. Same. I'm not sure that's the same thing. Music's no. three minutes long Yeah, and you get right. You get repetitive podcasts are long or can be long. I don't know. I don't know if you get the same effect yeah on one hand i'm like okay now we're talking podcast discovery again but if they did it right in a way and the one thing that um you have on pandora of course is the thumbs up thumbs down which would then shape that so i was kind of like well i'm excited because in the infinite dial it's like the number one streaming platform and they did buy adwiz for 1.4 1.4 billion or something like that. A lot of money, but I will be interested to see how they do it. If it's passed through, or are they going to host the files? Cause if they do, which they probably will, since they bought AdWiz, so they can put ads in front of everything. I'll be, I'm just, it's one of those where I'm like, all right, I see where it's, it's coming. I'll be interested to see what it's like when it, it rolls out. I know um, right now, Spotify, according to Rob with only 15% of Libsyn users using Spotify is already number two, but they occasionally are hitting some technical snafus where people's like, I released a show four days ago. It's not in Spotify yet. What's the deal now to their credit, they've got a way that we can contact them to go. Here's the person, here's their feed. What's the deal. And usually it's fixed within a couple of days, but I think, um, I don't, I don't understand why well, I understand why people do this. They, uh, like why they don't just do the pass through like Spreaker. If you want your show on Spreaker, I think you can do the same thing on Podbean. You give them their RSS. And when people click play, it plays from whatever media host you're using. I'm not sure. I guess I don't get to me. That would be the easy way to do it and find a way. If you want to put ads in it, like uh stitcher, you know, they have a pass through, but they still play ads. I'm like, why don't you guys just do that? Cause a, then we actually get our own stats. So I'll be interested to see. I don't know. You have any thoughts on Pandora? No, I, it's another thing. I I don't, I don't know if that's the future of listening might be, I don't know. It, 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 we could be surprised if one of those services actually gets traction in the podcast world. I probably most today we're still RSS, right? We're still a podcast player. We're still some of those kinds of things. I think someone's going to have to get it. Like I said, Google could dominate in this space and then control the ad space for it which is where where they you know kind of where they need to be i am dave this week i updated a bunch of album art for our gallup podcast uh one of our designers created a whole bunch of new art and uh pushed it out i was pleasantly surprised maybe an hour for it to get updated in in all the directories you know i put it on we use spreaker as our host so i put it on spreaker and then i went into itunes and refreshed all those feeds you could just go in there and Mm -hmm. go refresh 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 and within an hour or two, let's just say, definitely by the end of the day, everybody was updated. Google, 
iTunes, Spreaker had it all pushed out and everywhere. And I was like, wow, I was expecting, you know, shards of glass in my eye, (laughs) stubbing my toe and stepping on a nail. You know, I expected all those things to happen and um, it, it actually went really smooth. So that was nice to get all that stuff updated. It's a good time to, when you're doing that, it's a good time to kind of check your metadata you know, yeah. what did, so what did you say about your show when you set up the feed the first time? It may have changed since that time. So it's a good time to check those that meta as well. Yeah, the uh, the key when you're changing your artwork, be sure to use a different file name. So if it was logo iTunes before, make it logo iTunes 2. Because sometimes the apps won't update because they think it's the same file. So give it a new file name. Make sure it meets the Apple specifications because otherwise it won't update. Uh, but once you do that, yep, you, you hit it right on the head. Usually it's, you know, less than 24 hours is what we tell people. And sometimes it's it's really, really quick, like you said, a couple hours. So, Jim, what's coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? We talked about it earlier. Chris Nessie is on. We're talking ed tech. And there's a bunch of podcasting conversations. So it's now live. Head over to TheAverageGuy.tv. Look for show 351. Nice. And on the School of Podcasting, I'm going to pull something out of my butt. I think is, uh, and we'll just, it'll be like, and welcome to episode number 317. And that'll be it. Um, Not an image. I, no, I'm, I <laughs> my no, my, my goal was I have a couple of different tools. I've, I've played with one, but a couple of different tools I wanted to play with and then report back on them. And I've got a funeral to go to today. So I don't have any time to play. Um, I had something I was going to do yesterday that I didn't get to do because I was picking up people from the airport. So we talk, we always talk about having margin in your life. And when you don't have any, it's a problem. So uh, we'll figure it out on Monday. Tune in and find out what Dave did. So until then, we're here every Saturday, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Stick around for some post shows.